Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine and radio show for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show today, and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com, and also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple and Android devices. We thank our friends at AARP Louisiana and Bears Standing Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsors of this radio show to provide you with beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about an international travel expert uh, from a person in Shreveport, Louisiana, who's traveled the world. So stay to the show for some very interesting information. It is Saturday, July the 10th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show is not live and has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Now that we have the vaccines for COVID-19, it's going to be up to you to make that decision to get this vaccine in the upcoming weeks and months. Hopefully, these vaccines will help the world get back to normal as soon as possible. Be sure to pick up the July issue of the Best of Times at one of our 270 distribution locations. We thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to find a copy, you can always visit our very popular website at www.bebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues for the past three years on our fabulous website. In addition, you can download and view the 2021 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory, our most popular publication and downloaded item from our website. In addition, you can listen to previously broadcast shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Speaking of the 2021 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory, we have received numerous calls and emails. It is only available to view and download from our website or from our app. Uh, the website, of course, thebestoftimesnews.com. We distributed beginning in March of this year over 25,000 copies, and they're all gone. So, uh, again, that's the only way that you can be able to view and download it, and you can print it from our fabulous website. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You'll listen to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and neighbors sending country a Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Bears Tending Country, a Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas, and I thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show is a special guest, is Dr. Tobin Grisby, who is a retired physician, but a very active person and a phenomenal international travel, and I've asked him to come on our show to discuss his many travels to educate us on possible places to visit in the near future. So, Tobin, thank you for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Well, thank you, Gary. I'm happy to be here. You know, 
first of all, I want to compliment him. He's a, a very active retiree. I see him all around. Uh, everybody knows your name. I mean, it's like at a center. You're just world famous here, but uh, you're, you're world famous in all a lot of the countries we're going to talk about, too. But uh, one thing, uh, my wife and I just a few months ago took up pickleball after we published an article in 2019 in our magazine. We couldn't find anybody playing. Then all of a sudden, we found people that were interested in learning and taking lessons to play, and there was Tobin at the YMCA on whatever it is, on Clanfine Parkway, uh, playing and giving instructions to neophytes like Tina and I. And, and my wife has got addicted to it, so many other people have took it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had hundreds of new people that take up the sport, right? Correct. It's uh, probably the most addictive sport I've ever seen. So you took it up many years ago. I didn't know this. Uh, six years ago, I, I found out about it. How did you find out about it? I was in Azerbaijan, which is oh, uh, a country <laughs> in the Caucasus, uh, right yeah. off the Caspian Sea. And on the trip were Bud and Dorothy McRae, okay. very nice people from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh-huh. And they said, you need to learn about pickleball. And of course, my answer was, what's that? And they said, it's a great sport. Bud is a gold medal champion. And so Whoa. Bud went online uh-huh. and Googled the Shreveport area and found out there were just a very few people playing at the Broadmoor Methodist Church. Uh, Jay Garcia and Dave Fortuna and Judy and Janet. So I knew Jay Garcia, but it was the wrong Jay Garcia. I knew Jay's father. and But Jay is such a nice uh, person. So I went over to the Broadmoor Methodist Church. They were playing in the gym. Wow. And they taught me how to play. There was only six or seven people playing at the time. But it's such a fun game, and it's such a, uh active game that it really keeps your weight down. It keeps everything moving, and it's not too damaging to you as such of the other sports. Uh, tennis players... Uh, adapt to it because it's not so hard on their uh, impact or on their joints and everything. That is true. But that it is, is fun, isn't it, Gary? It, it is fun. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it up. I'm not the best in the world, but I'm taking it up. I'm so used to tennis. Uh, it takes yeah. the acclimation from tennis to pickleball. takes a little um, think, thought thought process. But your wife is getting pretty good. You better watch it. She is getting good. Her, <laughs> and, her, and, her and her friend Debbie are getting, uh, taking lots of lessons and playing a lot. Uh, but Robert and I are, are, are getting up there. But again, I'm, I'm proud. Uh, I think you even a, a, attended some various uh, tournaments throughout the United well, States. Well, not right? really. I, I, I'm really just here most of the time because of the COVID. There yeah. hasn't been a lot of that going on. But the number of people playing has just just yes. gotten huge. They play it, if you don't mind me mentioning, they play at the Wise, you mentioned. They play at the Shady Grove Community Center. There are courts at Southern Hills. There are courts. Oh, they're playing at uh, Stonebridge, East Ridge Country Club. Well, that, that's remarkable. And it's not for just uh, some people. In our article feature, we took some national thing. It was, it was, uh, it had a focus on seniors and boomers. But I've been seeing more younger people taking it up. The young people are good. They're talented athletes, and they really can play the game. That's uh, right. I played. I played a good some of them. They're they're tough. They make me run a lot. They're good. But the older people are pretty good. It's a strategic game. You can kind of play and place the ball and stay in the game. 
and it's fun. Everybody laughs, and they, they, do, they and it's, they do. don't you agree? It's a very social. It is a social. Yeah, it's very very social, social. and it, it's uh, it gets people together. I found a whole new group of uh, of friends. You have. So in our midst, I've, I've I've known the doctor for many years, both in the clinical practice as well as out of the practice, but I've never had a chance to talk. He's told me a, a bunch about his travels, and I've seen a few posts on Facebook. So I said I was talking to him at one of our pickleball matches where both of us were relaxing a few minutes. You know, we're both – I'm 71. I don't remember how old you are, but I know you're a few years older than me. Uh, so we were resting. I was talking about his travels. I said, would you mind being a guest on this show? I said, it's fascinating some of the places that you've been and I've been that haven't – and I have been. I think my listeners would be fascinated. So, so before we get into the little travels, give our, our listeners a little bit of background about yourself. I know you were in medicine, so tell us. Well, let me start from the beginning. Okay, I, I was born in Columbia, South Carolina in 1942 during the war. Wow. And my father went overseas. He was a heavy weapons company commander. And my mother and I came here where my grandmother was, 1943. Uh, I went to Crustville School, uh, Broadmoor Junior High, one year at Hamilton Terrace, and three years at Bird. All right. I knew uh, that. I knew that you were a Bird graduate. I'm a Bird graduate. During that time, I... I earned my Eagle Scout. I uh, became a ham radio operator at uh, age 13. And uh, uh, I read books about uh, places in the world. Mm -hmm. I saw pictures. You you remember back then, Gary, travel was limited. We could travel by plane. I mean, but it was old DC-3s. We could travel by train. uh, But you just couldn't run around the world like you would like to. No, no. but I did have pictures, and pictures as And being I, a ham operator, you would probably I, get QSL cards from the various countries. I talked uh, far away as the Belgian Congo, uh, all over the world. I built my own uh, uh, transmitter. I had to buy the receiver. And uh, uh, so I talked to people, well, I, by Morse code, right. uh, talked to people all over the world. So it just tweaked my interest a little bit, and I had fun with it. Well, that's cool. Uh, from there, I went on to Tulane, uh, undergraduate, LSU Medical School. I trained, uh, interned here. Uh, I did my urology residency here, and I spent two years in the Army in Japan. I did not know that. I was The Army made me an orthopedic surgeon. I said, <laughs> I said well, I'll be a urologist. They said, we don't care. We need orthopedic surgeons. It was during the Vietnam War, so oh. you had to do what they told you. Really, did not know that. So I learned to obey <laughs> orders. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed that too. And then uh, I came back and practiced till I was sixty-nine and a half here in uh, uh, in this area. And uh, from there, I, I started my my travels and my pickleball and your pickleball. So, what do you what do you enjoy other than let's talk about travel and pickleball? Do you have other hobbies? People wanted me to ask you this. Well, I, I read, but, of course, I'm on the plane a lot, so that's where that's I get right. to read a lot. Uh, I really don't watch a lot of television. I, I enjoy activity. I like to uh, hike. Uh, I like to, uh, uh, of course, pickleball takes up a lot of my time. I, it does. I You're at almost every place where I go. I well, see you there. I'm impressed. It's two or three times a day. It's, it's terrible. But the number of people that are involved in it now, I mean, it, it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I've been to some places where there was just too many people, that there was not enough time to play, not enough courts, and not enough activities. And, and the sport includes everybody. It's all-inclusive of, of any, anything. 
Uh, it's uh, an amazing thing. I, I, <laughs> I, no wonder it's the fastest growing sport in the country. Well, you're a big promoter of it. You've got me. You got at least I know at least ten people hooked because of you. So uh, you, you're like a big promoter. You should get a, like a, a referral base from Mister right. Mister Picklebow <laughs> in the world. So when did you first start? Did you travel before? Uh, your retirement? You I did travel, travel before my retirement. Of course, it was limited because of, uh, I had to go back to work. But I would take a, a week off here, a week off there. Maybe I'd spend 10 days in Turkey or off in South America. Um, uh, I've been a lot of places before I retired, but then I put it in high gear. High gear. <laughs> so tell my listeners, wasn't there a big difference in when you went before compared to now these countries? You revisited some, let's say Turkey and many other places in the Middle East and other parts of the world. They, they, major changes. There have been changes, but still, I found that people basically are nice. Governments may cause some problems, but people basically are nice throughout the world. They're helpful, and I've always felt comfortable at almost every but tell the listeners, majority of the times you traveled by yourself, right? No, I've, I've traveled with friends. I've met uh, fellow travelers. Uh, oh. You know, you meet people uh, all over the mm-hmm. world, and, and you meet like people. And I'll call people up, and let's, I'll say, let's meet in uh, South Africa, or let's meet in uh, wow. Saudi Arabia, or you know, and, and people will just show up. and we'll, Or I travel with groups, too. Okay, you know? okay I didn't know There's that. There's all but... kinds of... I've traveled with uh, overseas adventure travel, National Geographic, uh, talk or talc, however you pronounce it. Uh, I've traveled, of course, uh, I've spent 450 days on the sea with Regent uh, uh, Cruise Line. Cruise line. <laughs> I've, I've been on Royal Caribbean and Carnival, but basically, and I've been traveling now with Panant, which is uh, a French cruise liner. And... Uh, they go to different places. I've climbed volcanoes with them. I've done all kinds of things. So. Wow, what an experience there. So so you've done the cruise lid. You've done the tour groups. You've done the the land cruises, the the, the, the rail lines in various countries. Uh, yes. So let, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some of the favorite places. Which what I'm sure you got a hundred of them. So first of all, my listeners wanted to know. I had somebody uh, email me. You've been promoted. How many different countries? Do you have a map that lists all the countries in the world that you've been to? I have a map with pins. In yeah, okay. Yeah. But I haven't counted the pins. <laughs> no, I know about. I've been to over 170-something countries. 170? Uh, maybe more than that. Uh, I'm going to my last two countries in Europe. Which countries have you not visited? I haven't been to Liechtenstein and oh. San Marino. I was in Lickenstein in 1972. Well, I spent two days there. Oh, it's so small, you won't believe it. Well, well, San Marino is even smaller. I'm, uh, San Marino I'm, is in? In the middle of Italy. In the middle? Oh, okay. It's, uh, I'm going to Bologna and then drive down to uh, okay. San Marino. I'm leaving Sunday. I'm leaving in three days. Whoa, fantastic. And, uh, I'll be gone eight days. Okay, there is another country within the city of Rome. Remember the, the Vatican? No, no, but there's another. There's another city in there. Oh, I well, they don't. The only real small ones, Andorra. Uh, but it's within the, within the, the city Vatican, of Rome. It's another. Yeah. It actually has its own country within a few blocks, and it's related to something in Malta. Uh, I got a, I, my I'm, history. Left. 
when you're when you're when you're when you're there, ask, ask them. They know. Well, they, I, they I've know. been to Malta and I've been to Rome two or three times. I like Rome. By I the do way, too. it's, it's really a, a, a so very nice. over a hundred and seventy. That's remarkable. I, you, I'm, are I'm, you writing a book about all your travels? Well, I, 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 I chronicle them, you know. I, I but I've been uh, every place in South America, every place in North America, all the Caribbean islands, uh, of course, Australia many times, uh, Antarctica. I've taken cruises from the Cape uh, Horn to the Cape of Good Hope across wow. the South Atlantic. I've been uh, on the Trans. Uh, Trans-Siberian Railroad all the way across Russia, eight time zones. That's really a... Eight different time that's zones. That's a remarkable trip. <laughs> and did you get off the train or were you continually no, stay? No, no. Uh, it was a, uh, a special train that you traveled at night on the train, and they would let you off during the day with guided uh-huh. tours. Uh, so uh, Kazan, uh, started mm-hmm. in Moscow, Edinburgh, uh, Lake Bacall, um, we we went down to Mongolia to Ulaanbaatar. The only time we didn't go off the train was through Siberia, because there's not much to see. <laughs> it's just travel. It's a long stretch, it's so long. I love very. But I like trains. I've been to, on Iran through a train. Uh, that was fun. Iran. Yeah. I mean, nobody thinks about they having a train system through Iran. Oh, Iran's a very uh, developed country. Iran's not a third world country at all. Hmm. It's a, a big place, but it's the people there are nice. It's uh, they're Persian. Oh, that definitely. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're nice, and uh, they were very friendly. It was only very hard getting in there. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing I wanted to ask you. How difficult is it to get visas to certain countries? It's a process to get a visa for some of the countries. Uh, you uh, have to have letters of uh, welcoming, uh, you have to go through, and you have to pay money to the, to the embassies and everything, or the consulates. So I did have a visa to get into Iran, but I was with a, a group of Germans. There were 70 Germans and uh, 10 Brits, and me and a couple from Denver. So the Germans w- went right through uh, <laughs> uh, at 2 o'clock in the morning, because we had to fly into Iran. Uh, the um, we were on a train across Turkey, but the, they were fighting the Kurds, so we had to fly over that into Iran. Whoa. The Germans went right through. The Brits went right through, and the Americans were told to take a seat. <laughs> so we, we sat there for 30 minutes, and they finally fingerprinted us and let us in. I, I think they were just harassing us. Well, and they're probably doing vetting, interrogation, right. But once we got in, the people couldn't have been nicer, and it's really a fabulous place. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if I could be able to go. I would be able to go back now with all the uh, turmoil. But back then, it was... So what years was that, do you remember? Oh, it was about... Six or seven years ago, maybe. Oh, it still yeah. had some a little turmoil. Well, there was it. turmoil, but it wasn't. Um, it wasn't as hectic as it was now no. today. I think now today is probably too, a little bit difficult. Di- difficult, difficult. So, being a physician, I got to ask you this because I'll tell you we're going to quick Gary story. Being on cruise ships, et cetera, being a physician, and you still got all your clinical skills and knowledge. Have you ever used them during your travels? Not really. Really? No. Uh, even on a cruise ship? Even on, Well, they have doctors on a cruise oh, ship. Oh, but sometimes those nurses. doctors get frustrated and 
and ruffled. No, it wasn't. Th- these aren't that big a cruise ships. <laughs> it's not like a three or four thousand passenger cruise ship. The Regents are about seven hundred, and Penance about two hundred. Okay, so their 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 position does not do have a lot of possibilities. Of it has nothing much to do. Wow. A cush job. Okay, a cush job. Well, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're with our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Tenant Country Ridge Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and A-Bears Tenant Country Ish Report, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas, and I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show is a special guest, is Dr. Tobin Grisby, who is a retired physician but a very active person and an international traveler. That he's told us he's been to over 170 countries throughout the world, and he's going to more very soon. And he's discussing his many travels to educate us on possible places for us to visit in the near future. So let's go back. So thank you, Tobin, for joining us today. This oh, has been fascinating. You. I'm learning more and more things about you. I'm learning oh. the rest of the story, Paul Harvey would say. <laughs> this is fascinating. I mean, you should definitely write a book. I mean, I would love to I'd love to get with you to write, write well, books and tales. They will do that. <laughs> that. That is cool. We have a lot of similarities. By the way, I was a ham operator. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah, my young age. And I, I had QSL cards from yes, all these countries, yes. and they would mail me packages from all these communist countries, and they were all screened by the United States government. Every one of them was says open at when arrived in wherever it arrived in America, and that was back in God the sixties and so forth. Fifty, I was I started when I was like nine years old. Yeah, it was. But stories of that was amazing. Oh, that was fun. Good times. Okay, so what is the number one place that you thoroughly enjoyed of all these hundred and seventy? Can you think of a number one or number two? I really can't. There's so many. Good ones. That I, it, I, well, what's what's I, some of I, your good ones? I can just, well, I mean, of course, all the places in Europe are fabulous. And most people have been to all the places in Europe. And some of them are different. Belarus, Moldova, mm-hmm. things like that. What fascinated me about Belarus, which is one of the communist uh, satellites mm-hmm. that was uh, that was in the Soviet um Belarus is right over Chernobyl, where the they had the nuclear accident. Right. And our, my guide, who was a girl, said that when she went out to play, she had a Geiger counter. And if the radiation activity was too high, she could not leave the house. Wow. I don't think I realized how bad that cloud of radiation was. You know, it went around the world yes, three it times. Yes, it did. Uh, and the Russians didn't acknowledge it right at first. You know, they they said it didn't happen, but it happened. And uh, I didn't realize how serious that that thing was. It it just was. Uh, I mean, when children can't go out and play because of the radiation. Well, you learn a lot from your guides and interacting. Uh, Gary's about like you. I love to interact with the people and ask questions. And I do like interviews. My wife says yeah. you'll get in trouble, but people sometimes come to me. You look like the tourista. So, uh, so in Europe, though, 
I, you know, I want to caution people when you go to Europe, uh, think outside the box, right? Yeah. I mean, experience some things that you might not. The normal person. I mean, go down certain roads, and, and if you're in a downtown area, and, and and visit a shop and talk to the shopkeepers. Absolutely. And and, and don't go to the. Uh, I hate to say the, the 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 pinnacle restaurants all the time. Go to some local ones. I found some of those people love to have tourists. They'll they'll treat you like like king and queens. And the food's think. good. And the food and the food's good and very. Yeah. We learned that in Rome. We've been several times to Rome and many times in Italy. Though we're Greek. We've been to Italy more than we've gone to Greece, and we found that going off the side and meeting people, we were in certain restaurants. They didn't speak a stitch of English, but they treated us like royalty, and it was like I couldn't believe the the, the guy took us in the back of the kitchen and asked, showed us what, what oh. to order. And uh, there, there's so many fun places to see. I mean, I, I just think about as you mentioned St. Petersburg. What a great place to go if you've never been there. Uh, Estonia is a great country, uh, uh, hiking all in Norway and exploring the fjords of Norway. It's beautiful. Uh, it's all beautiful. Uh, Greece uh, and the Balkan Peninsula, you know, people never think, talk about going to Slovenia. What a beautiful place that is. Croatia, of course, is mm-hmm. really nice. Uh, uh, of course, Italy, every place in Italy, but most people have been to all those places. Uh, I, I'm kind of going to the out-of-way places now, and many places in Africa. Um, so, do you, you know, now back in, let's say, 20-something years ago, we didn't have the Google and we didn't have the Internet. You had to buy travel books. I remember when I first traveled to Europe in 1971. I mean, there was very little information. That's right. That was, you went, and I mean... Here's a quick story. I, I was in, um, in in Paris, so I go to the Louvre. I walk up to the Mona Lisa. I put my tripod. I put my camera. There's not a person around. Right. I'm sitting there <laughs> taking pictures, and the Mona Lisa's on an easel. It's not even protected. And I'm I'm saying to myself, God, this is so great, you know. And I'm I have pictures of me taking a picture of the Mona Lisa on an easel there. You know, whether it was the real one or not, I don't know. I mean, guides lately told me they had several copies in case of a, in, back in the World War II era and, and et cetera, et cetera. So it, you know, it might be one of the great copies that we made of that. But, uh, but you know, that, that things have changed because of security, of course, 9-11 and, you know, et cetera. So one of my listeners wanted to ask you, do you feel for your life? Do you feel nervous in certain places? I mean, luckily, you're, if you go with guides, but sometimes when you go off the beaten path, uh, do you suggest to our listeners to don't do it by themselves in certain countries? No, I, I, I've never felt really uncomfortable. Uh, now, some of the places, uh, Tibet was not a real nice place. The, uh, the Chinese army is not very nice. <laughs> I, I can tell you that they wanted to know where you were at all times. They come into your tent at night to make sure you're in there. Uh, well, it's a federal law in China that any tourist has to let the government know every 24 hours where you're staying. Yeah, it's required, it, or they will arrest you. It, it's not quite as... Tina and I took a 30-day trip to China. Oh. 30 days throughout oh. the country. It took us a long time to get a, a visa, get entrance, and then 30 days with a tour guide. Uh, and if you couldn't go it by yourself, it's very restrictive. Oh, very it? restrictive. And it just, 
it just makes you a little uncomfortable. It, it certainly makes you appreciate the freedoms we have here in the United States. But it was amazing. I'm so happy I got to see the Great Wall, and I've gotten to have to see well, the, the the panda bears and a bunch of other things. So going back to your travels, uh, any places where you were disappointed? No. I, I, of course, my expectations aren't that high. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just really? like, a, well, I'm like a kid in a candy shop. Just show me what's going on and I'm going to have fun. Because it, it really, there's a lot of interesting things to see. Did you get to go to see soccer matches uh, uh, in Spain, uh, bullfighting rings, et cetera? Did you do any sport activities? No, I, I didn't do those. I can... I can uh, you didn't do the, the Olympics in various any country. Well, I've been to the Olympic stadiums, like yeah. you know, you saw those in Athens mm-hmm. and, and things like that, or the ones in, in Barcelona and, and, and in Munich. Yeah, uh, I've been to. Well, I went to Oktoberfest in Munich. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> that was wasn't, fun. Wasn't, you know, that's an experience. If, if you're there, you, def- you definitely need to go to Munich and Oktoberfest and it, throughout Germany. It's amazing to see all those people and all those. Big tents and the UPA bands oh, and all yeah. the, the girls and carrying ten beer mugs in each hand. And they do drink the beer. And they do like the, I hate to say, it's not cold beer. You have to ask for cold beer, right? Well, well I don't drink beer. but <laughs> I don't drink I it now. Uh, but back then when I went, you had to ask. They definitely know if you're a tourista if you want colder beer. Most of the beer is room temperature. Oh. I mean, but that was a, that was an experience there. I, 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 okay, speaking of food, you've tasted all these types of food and delicacies throughout the world. You're not allergic to any of these, particularly. Do you do you know what you're eating? Like, I mean, sometimes I have to ask. I mean. Uh, well, is this is this super? Oh, sir, this is extremely spicy. <laughs> if you don't like spicy food, nah, you I don't mean, need to. I've eaten a lot of strange things. When I was going through Laos and Cambodia and uh, places like that, we ate a tarantula. You know, we would dig the tarantula out of the ground and throw it in the in the grease, and it would fry up, and we would eat that. Or we've I've eaten. Okay, what did it taste like? Everything tastes like chicken. Very good, very good. (laughs) It really is just so crunchy. It looks just like a a blooming onion, but it only has eight legs. Right. Right. The the trenches only have eight legs. I think. But we, we, I've eaten a lot of things that I've enjoyed. I, 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 certain types of things I I don't uh, don't like over others, but uh, everything's you know very edible. Everything's good. I just. I'll just try anything. So, but you know, I won't tell listeners. You know, you can find now. It's amazing. You can go to Dubai. You can have a hamburger, pizza, oh, everything yeah. like America they have there. But oh, you, yeah. But why would you go all the way there to have a hamburger and Kentucky Fried Chicken, which is one of their popular dishes for the locals? But if you you got to experience the food in the area. I mean, that's that's my my thinking. You know that I did go on a trip once when I finally got back to the United States, I went straight and got me a Big Mac. <laughs> but, but I do experience the food on the trips. I don't I, I don't eat fast food or anything like that on a trip. Why? You know, you get that anywhere. Yeah, you can, you got to experience the cuisine, the, the service, the, uh, I mean, the, the different liqueurs and, and items that you, and, and you know. So, um, okay, let's, let's, let's go back to some of your other Favorite well, places you mentioned. Well, I've learned. I've, I've been to, of course, in Nepal. Uh, we we hiked the Annapur Trek. We uh, we went down to the rainforest. I rode elephants, and and not 
on the back of a cage. I mean, I had my, I was right on the back of an elephant with my legs around his neck. Uh, he put down his trunk, and I put my foot up there, and he lifted me up to his head, and I climbed around, and they had a rope there, and I held on. Okay, so when you were in Iran or Saudi Arabia, did you do uh, camel riding? Well, I've ridden camels before. Saudi Arabia is is not as interesting as I thought it would be. It uh, I was there for uh, two weeks, but it, they have a lot of money, and they have a lot of stuff they built. Basically, before they found oil in 1935, they were just out in the desert living in tents. So uh, there's not a lot of history there. I mean, you can see where Lawrence of Arabia was, but still, there's not a lot of history. Uh, the um, So I, I don't think I'd go back what do you, there. What do, you, what do you think about Dubai? Have you been... Well, it's over the top as far as all the money that they've spent. I mean, you can... Uh, and I went to the the major horse races there, the the big things they mm-hmm. had. Oh, they're, into, they're into that. Huge. Uh, uh, we went, were there for seven days. Yeah, and I, you go to the top of the tallest building yeah, and you, you do all those things. But uh, you know, Dubai. I, actually, I am going back in 2023. I'm going to Bahrain and Kuwait and uh, uh, Abu Dhabi, and then of course Qatar and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Dubai. I'll, I'll catch that too, and then I. I leave right from there to go down to uh, Mauritius and on Reunion Island, and then I'm spending uh, two weeks hiking in Madagascar, and I'm going to end up in the Seychelles. So that'll be a good adventure. Whoa. That, how long will that take? Probably 40 days? More than that. No, it won't take quite that long, but I've been out 40 to 60 days before. Uh, I'm going to strange places this coming year. I'll be in Eritrea. Djibouti, Somaliland. Uh, Most people that have never heard of some of these countries. It's the there. Horn of Africa. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 I've been to the Sudan. Uh, people don't know about the Black Pharaohs and the Black Pyramids, but it's just right there borders Egypt. And so if you've been to Egypt, you ought to go on down to that the Nile bit. a little bit. And been to Ethiopia? Of course. And the, the rock churches. Uh, you you probably are familiar with a lot of Another, Ethiopia. Yes. Never yeah. been. Never never experienced the Coptic that. stuff. It, the Coptic, it's, right. it's very, very uh, educational. Now, I didn't go where they said the Ark of the Covenant was. Oh, but I wish you did. I wish you could have. <laughs> I didn't make it up there. Did you get a picture? Were you close enough? Uh, no. it was. I didn't have time. I was going here and there. and uh, uh, But I did experience the food all over there and, and, and the people. If you don't experience the people in these countries, you've really missed something. And they'll talk to you. You know, they they have their own culture. And, and you know, I, I'm glad you're saying, because I had this the same experience uh, in traveling, that you, you don't assume that people are going to be mean at you. That don't, no. don't say, you're right, it's either the government officials or, or the, the, the stern, you know, uh, military but sometimes even those will lighten up a little bit, yeah. and uh, if you if you get if you make a positive aspect with them, I mean, I mean uh, sometimes they're they're so serious and they're they're worried, and they don't know who you are until you interact with them. A smile goes a long way. It does. It does. It really does. But have you seen in your travels disrespect from other other individuals and other ethnicities that are visiting? I've seen a lot of it. Yeah. I, of course, I, I don't 
really look for that. I try to be positive. Well, I'm a positive person, but when you see it in action, and you, oh, and you, you hate it, to see that. And then, then you try. Sometimes my wife says, "Don't get involved." Well, I, you know, I think they're disrespectful, and we go to their country, we're respectful. So if they come to somebody else's country, they need to be respectful of that. Well, that's and, true. That's and true. so I, you know, I, I'm the short dude. I'm. They could probably punch me out, but I, I will tell somebody you need to watch those people or tell those people to you know they're they're in a mass and they're disrespect they're yelling and they're making lots of noise and there's a mass going on in in, in uh, Notre Dame and mm. I was like amazed all these 20 or 30 people were just yelling and and oh, I and, they were, and, they, and I could see all the parishioners there turning around and looking at uh, tourists and looking at me and I'm, I'm I'm quiet I'm walking around and and but Disrespectful. I, I I had to I had to interact, and I well, finally good. I finally found a gendarme or whatever they're called, and he he spoke English and I they didn't speak much French, and he came over and told them you're either calm down. He he spoke to them in their dialect, whatever it was, and you're either going to quiet down or you're out of here. They didn't quiet down. He escorted them all out of there, all twenty something of them, and I was happy. Well, good. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Bears Tuning Country Ridge Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, probably presented by AARP Louisiana and A-Bears, Tending Country of Shreveport, Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep Dealer. Joining me on my show as a special guest is Dr. Tobin Grisby, who is a retired physician and a very active international travel and also a professional, I'm going to call you professional pickleball player. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you are good. I played against you. You are very good at your age. Man, I can barely move sometimes after playing two hours of that, but he, he still moves around, very agile. I'm impressed. You know, Gary, the, the moving around has been very helpful and helpful for me. I mean, it means a lot. The older I get, and I can tell you that I'm now 79 and one of the older players in town, but it, it's really keeping me alive. I well, mean, you don't it, look it and you don't act like on the court. Yeah. Well, I recommend people play this game or do something to stay active. It, it keeps you going. Oh. Okay, one other person, and I wanted to ask you this. I think we talked a little bit about this when we were at Pickleball uh, uh, rest period. During the pandemic, you didn't do any traveling, right? None so, whatsoever. Well, I did. <laughs> Uh-oh. The rest of the story, you did. Well, I had only, I'd, I'd been to... 48 of the 50 states. Okay, okay. And so I decided I would just get in my car and go. Uh, Which one? Well, I, I got in my car, and uh, actually it was a truck, and I went north, and I went to uh, uh, North Dakota. Okay. I, I went through uh, uh, Sioux Falls and then up to Fargo, North Dakota. Fargo, yes, been there. And okay. uh, then I ran Very over to small place. <laughs> I, I ran over to Minnesota because it's just about 100 feet over there. Uh-huh. But then I went uh, west to Bismarck, which is the capital, uh, and then I drove south to Pierre, and I, which is the capital of South Dakota. And 
as I was going through that part of North Dakota, there was a sign. Mm-hmm. And the sign said, this is the home of a famous band leader. Uh, and it's the home of Lawrence Welk. Really? He was apparently born in North Dakota. I had no idea didn't about know that. that. Oh, you read these tra- you read these little signs that come. They're amazing. What you find? And, and so then I, I came back to uh, Louisiana, and I flew up to Philadelphia, spent the night, got me a car, and drove down to Delaware because I had never been to Delaware. Wow. And somebody said, why haven't you been to Delaware? I said, well, there's no really reason to go to Delaware. But I went to Dover and down to Wilmington uh, and to Wilmington and, uh, went, you know, explored the capital and went all around. and got, my, got back on the plane in Philadelphia and flew back. Well, that's, so you made your you made the fifty states and you got check, above. Check, check, check it off check my bucket list. I've I've been to all forty nine except for Idaho. That's the only state oh, I've never, I've been, never to been to. Idaho. Idaho. I've been to all the states except for. Uh, well, they tell me Idaho's very nice. I haven't I haven't haven't been there. Been to that. I state. mean, I, I stayed at Coeur d'Alene, but uh, uh, I'm, the southern part of Idaho is supposed to be nice down there. So so again, that was your 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 your. Non-international because, of course, flights and everything was curtailed to go that. So, we, you were on needles and pins, to, 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 but you could probably plan ahead, right? That's what you've well, done. Well, I I, my trips now, I'm going to Para, uh, Pakistan in uh, November, uh, Palau, which is an island uh, right off the coast of the Philippines, the World War II site. Um and then I head for Eritrea, and I'm going to uh, the Madagascar trip. Uh, I'm planning in November to go to some, uh, Lesotho and Eswatini, which is the old Swaziland down in South Africa. And then next year around this time, I'm hoping to be in uh, Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, oh. with a day trip to Afghanistan. Oh, a day trip to Afghanistan. Well, it's just right over the border. It's, yeah, yeah. it's not in the danger area. I was going to say, you're just going to slip over there and slip, slip back. over there. And slip back because <laughs> there's no American troops now, I believe, no. uh, protecting us in that particular area. But it'll, it'll, it'll be fine. Uh, well, stay but safe. during the pandemic, I, I, I hiked a lot. I have friends that I've met in Pickleball, and we've, we've hiked to the highest point in Louisiana, of course, <laughs> somewhere out of Arcadia. That's right. 500 feet. But I did a lot of hiking around. I was shocked how many wonderful trails we have in Shreveport and and in Bossier and in the Halton area. I mean, they're they're easy to get to and fun. Spend an hour or two hiking. So that part made a difference. I hiked along or walked along the Clive Plant Parkway. That's, that's really a, that's a nice, a nice, nice yeah. It's a nice hike. So I stayed active. It was it's important. For well, me, you didn't just stay in front of the TV set or at home by yourself? or For the first week, I bought me a bunch of TV dinners, mm-hmm. and I had the TV. And after one week, I said, this isn't going to work for me. <laughs> <laughs> first, I didn't realize how bad TV dinners oh, were. Wow, wow, Doc. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I just said, if i got to stay at home in this house the rest of my life, it's not going to go well. So, you, you know... I'm just thinking about people throughout the Shreveport, Narcolitex area. There's some people that, that are so scared to travel. I mean, I, I still talk to people that have never taken an airplane, never yes. taken a train. They, they want to drive anywhere they go. I mean, 
And they said, well, if they have a if they have a way I can drive my car to Europe, I'll go to Europe. But I'm not going to take that airplane across there mm-hmm. because because I may the, the plane may crash. There are always negative things about something could happen. I said, well, it's probably safer to fly than it is to drive the car right. to where you go to Dallas. And right. But I try to remain positive. You know, if I can see the positive side, then my life is better. I can be negative if I want it, but I don't, I can't see that as it's beneficial. to be. Well, I love, I love the positive role. Well, thank you for sharing your thoughts and your experiences of travel, and hopefully you're going to encourage other people. Again, I think you should write, you should write some <laughs> memoirs and uh, your journaling and places, good places to eat, see, and do in every country would be a probably a top uh, top selling book or or novel, even right. television show. You never know. But, uh, well, thank you, Gary. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you again. Okay. Uh, Make sure, everyone, to uh, pick up the personal copy of The Best of Times in one of our 270 locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Kaligas, wishing you and yours the best of times, both today and every day. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 1017 FM and 710 Kiel.